0: On DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020. Season 16, episode number 17. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live. I am from the virtual SWB mortgage studios in my home, joined by Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia. Nick's at the start of day, although uh, the team's practicing in the afternoon today. Camp is now over. They are starting to hit more of a rhythm that they will hit uh, similar to what they will do in the season. Uh, but today, we got a show for you guys. We're going to talk a little bit about some injuries, some guys that have uh, not been practicing here over the last few days. We'll also get to the 53-man roster, have these guys pinned down for you what you think will happen with the top 53. Um, and as we end the show, we will have a little bit of a ramp Cap a uh, wrap-up of camp with a few standout players uh, that these guys have seen throughout the duration of training camp. How's everybody doing today? Good. Wonderful. Good. Awesome. Let's jump right in. Awesome. Let's get into some of these injuries. Uh, I think the most important one that we probably need to talk about is Amari Cooper, although I'm not certain that there is an injury to really refer to. Uh, Jerry Jones talked about it yesterday. Dave, I think you mentioned Uh, in a tweet that he hadn't been uh, practicing in team drills over a few practices Uh, tell me what Jerry said and and then kind of what you think about it let's start with you Dave
2: yeah I mean so you know Amari hasn't really done much in a team setting since probably last Thursday it's been about three practices since he really had a heavy workload Uh, Jerry Jones said yesterday morning that it's really more about precaution and monitoring. Uh, he he mentioned, you know, the the GPS and the tracking devices that they use. Uh, they thought that Amari had been exerting himself plenty, and you know, maybe in the interest of preventing some sort of strain, they kind of dialed him back. Um, the thing the thing that makes me feel okay about it is that you know he's he's still doing stuff you know he he suits up every day and he's gone through individual warm-ups and he's gotten a couple you know routes in in individual drills and stuff like that over the last three or four days you know it it doesn't seem like he's drastically injured like jerry said i think they're just being cautious with a guy who has had a history of lower body injuries
1: yeah you know it's interesting I, i saw some people on uh on social media that that I, I guess the best way to describe it is they were a little bit like, I don't know if I'm buying all of this with regards to uh, to that. But I, the way I look at it is I think it kind of rides with, with what we've seen from Lyle Collins too. Um, he didn't really have an injury that we were told. Uh, it sounded like they just kind of wanted to get him to a certain place before he started practicing. And I think that probably points a little bit uh, to maybe them seeing something through, through what they'd seen in his workouts heading into camp, maybe some of the analytics involved. Nick, what are your thoughts on that, and just kind of how all this
3: plays out? Well, I don't think anything has changed as far as the way they're getting players ready to play. McCarthy might have a different uh, approach than Jason Garrett, but you know, to me, the you know the, the trainers, the 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 doctors, they're they're the same, and, and they're going to continue to kind of to work these guys, whether it be Lyell or Amari Cooper, or, or, or you know, the goal here always is September 13th against the Rams. So, everybody's got a difference, you know, whether it be an injury, ailment, illness, whatever it is. um, I I don't think that that the plan is any different than it was before because, you know, the trainers and doctors haven't changed really since in 25 years, 30 years, really. Let's go ahead and get to uh, some of the other uh,
1: injuries. Um, Let's talk about the, the, the defensive back position. There are a number of injuries there. You got Xavier Woods, that, that's been out of practice. Uh, he, I think he left during, the, um, during uh, Cowboys night on Sunday. Uh, you had Cheeto, who has been missing a couple practices. You have Jordan Lewis, who's been out for a little bit. Talk to me about how those guys are at this point and, uh, and when they're expected to return. Uh, let's go to you, Amber. What do you have on that?
4: Well, as far as I've heard, none of them are really major injuries. Um, The only thing that concerns me, obviously, this is a position that was already of need. So it it sucks that a couple of weeks prior to when we are expecting to start the season, that these guys, who are veteran guys, are now struggling with certain injuries. And I'm sure they're doing the best to monitor them and be as cautionary as they, they can be but as far as from what I've heard, these are nothing like major injuries. So not too concerning, but still something to keep an eye on.
1: It's also interesting that you look at a guy like Luke Gifford, who is uh, by all accounts trying to make this team a guy that missed a significant part last year uh, due to injury. He has also been on the injury report. Dave, what do we know about
2: Luke Gifford? We know that we haven't seen Luke Gifford practice in A week or more and that's actually I was going to bring that up about Jordan Lewis too I mean I don't get the feeling that any of these are serious injuries but this is such a shortened training camp I mean a two-week injury is not a big deal when training camp is six weeks long but Jordan you know Jordan went out on like the third day of practice and he hasn't been back which you know he's a fourth-year veteran he can probably deal with that but it's still not ideal even more so for Luke Gifford I don't get the feeling that this is a super long-term injury, but camp is over. And, and Luke Gifford hasn't, you know, 50% of that, he hasn't had a chance to show his stuff. I wonder if that's going to hurt him. Because, you know, this isn't the coaching staff that brought him in that was absolutely in love with him last summer. This is a completely different group of guys. And, you know, the fact that they haven't been able to see a full camp from him, um, it's, it's kind of concerning if I'm Luke Gifford, in my opinion, at least.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be, uh, I assume, that's that's one of the positions, and we'll talk a little bit about it more when we get to the linebacker position. But That's one of the positions where I feel like uh, it's going to be tight, and, and trying to make the team at the linebacker position is going to be tough because they got a lot of quality players at that position, and, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get there, of how this might affect him. But that's what we're going to do now. We're going to jump into the 53-man roster. Uh, the way I broke this down is we're going to go through each position uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the guys that are there, the guys that we know that are for sure, and guys that we think are kind of on the bubble and let you guys give some opinions about that. We'll get to the end of it, and that's when we will, we'll look back and see, okay, here's the total number of players that we think are for sure, here's what we think we've got left, and here are the areas where you can choose from, and then we'll try to figure out what those, who those last few spots should be. Let's start first with the specialists, where I don't think there's a ton of, of uh, questions about Who's going to make the team? Uh, you've got Greg Zerlein, you've got Chris Jones, you got L.P. Latticer. They're all going to be on the team. I do have one question for you guys. I'll start with you, Nick. What do you think or how comfortable are you or what are your feelings right now with regards to Chris Jones as the punter coming off a year where he wasn't
3: at his best? What are your thoughts there? My thoughts are that he's going to have a different coach here in, in John Fossil who's been really good with punters over the years, Johnny Hecker, um, and so I, I'm just thinking that, you know, a change of scenery might help with a little bit of philosophy. Um, you know, and he's, he's a good punter. He's been injured. I think he'll, he'll get better, um, you know, this year that, that he's healthy. That's kind of the goal for Zerline. That's the goal for Chris Jones as well, uh, that, it may, that maybe they can get back to where he was. Sounds good. Yeah, and I uh, that's the tough part is,
1: Will he be able to get back there? But I think going into this season, uh, the hope is that he can get back to that point. I think Greg Zerline is another guy that coming off last year wasn't his best year, but uh, the expectation is that he will be better this year. He certainly has been stellar throughout camp, and we'll see how that goes as we head into the season. Let's move on to the quarterback position. The Cowboys have what we know. They're definitely going to have two people that are quarterbacks that will be on this roster, Dak Prescott Andy Dalton. My question for you guys is, is is this an area where the Cowboys maybe could go short and only carry two knowing that they have two quarterbacks who are highly skilled who are very experienced and just try to ride with that versus having a third guy on the team let's start first with you Amber what do you think about that
4: I've been going back and forth me personally I think uh, I would just keep two but for the Cowboys I think that they would go ahead and keep DiNucci as well especially because even though they say they're they're going to come t- into an agreement with Dak Prescott and figure out the contract deal, you just never know what's going to happen. And DiNucci is a young guy who has had a good camp. He's shown some ability. He's shown some good stuff. So I don't think they, they'll be okay with just letting him go. I think that they keep three quarterbacks in this scenario.
2: Dave? Yeah, I mean, you know, if we had played five preseason games, we might – we might have a better idea you know if if Danucci had been terrible throughout the course of the preseason maybe you you part ways but i just don't think the cowboys have seen enough you know it's it's two and a half weeks of practice and no games uh they drafted the guy mike mccarthy obviously really likes him mike mccarthy also has a history of keeping three quarterbacks and i just you know i'd be pretty surprised if he's not on the team i know you know, you can protect guys on the practice squad this year, at least two of them, I believe, but they've still got to go through waivers first. And, you know, there were at least a couple other teams interested in signing him after the draft. That's why the Cowboys picked him. Um, so I, I'd be pretty surprised if they cut him, honestly.
3: Nick. I, You know, you don't need him. You certainly don't need to keep him, But but I understand why they would say that because they drafted him for a reason. So I, I probably would not keep him on the roster. I think you need uh, spots another uh, place.
1: All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the, uh, to the running back position. Cowboys have for sure Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. So we know that there are two that are definitely going to be on the roster. The question becomes, do the Cowboys keep a third running back? And also, should the Cowboys consider keeping a fullback? Uh, and should they consider maybe keeping both, keeping a third running back and a fullback let's start first with you Dave where do you go on that
2: I just got the two to be honest with you um they did it last year you know Tony and and Zeke were the only two backs running backs they had Jameez Olawali, obviously that's not an option this year um You know, at at the risk of getting into their scheme and strategy, like we simply have not seen them do a lot of stuff with fullbacks at this camp. Shaywo Alonalu is the only one here, and the opportunities that he's gotten have been way more as a running back than a fullback. Um, You know, Rico Dowdle and Darius Anderson have had moments, but there's going to be a million running backs available on waivers and on practice squads after these rosters get cut. Uh, So I really only have the two. Nick,
3: um, I'm going to keep Rico. Uh, I, I'm going to keep him on the team. I think he's done enough. And, uh, and then he uh, got then he got Tony Pollard and um, of course Zeke. I don't I don't think you need a fullback because I think okay. you're going to keep those tight ends.
4: I don't. I, I definitely would just keep two, especially if I'm keeping another quarterback. So if I'm keeping three quarterbacks, I'm keeping two running backs. And Zeke, you know Zeke. And Tony Pollard, he's done an amazing job at camp. So I don't think there is a need for a third one.
1: All right, so let's move on to the tight end position. Cowboys have three spots that you would assume they're going to carry. You would think Blake Jarwin, Blake Bell. And I would think Dalton Schultz is your third guy. I know we had a talk last week, and and I think a couple of you guys – uh, said you, you wouldn't necessarily completely rule out the possibility of Cole Hicotini making this team. My question for you guys is, do you stick with three and Hicotini becomes your third, or is it Schultz, or do you go with four and take all four of them?
3: Let's start first with you, Nick. I think you can keep four tight ends if you don't keep a fullback. Remember he said they were interchangeable, and so I think H- Hicotini has done enough where you can maybe keep him. I don't know about going long at running back and tight end, but the other three guys are solid, and, and they deserve to make it.
1: Amber.
4: Um, I think I would just keep – I would like to have four, but I would just probably keep three because, honestly, the I like Blake Jarwin. Blake Bell, I think he's going to stay. And then – out of Dalton Schultz and Colheed Coutinho, I mean, I, they both haven't done enough to where I'm like, oh, yes, let me keep both of them. I would just take one of those two and just keep three and see what who else is available from other teams.
2: Hellman, I honestly, I think they're either going to keep four tight ends or they're going to add a running back fullback when this stuff gets cut. And that's... That's the tough part is, you know, it's it's almost a guarantee that there will be one or two guys on this roster that aren't here now. Uh, you think about how experienced this coaching staff is. You know, they've been all, you know, so many of these coaches have spent so much time in the league, there's bound to be players they like that are available, you know, on Saturday and Sunday. But what we're looking at right now, if they don't keep three running backs, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep a fourth fullback. I think Blake Bell and Dalton Schultz can both be an H-back, fullback type of guy. Uh, and then you add in Cole Hickettini as depth. I, I don't know that he's going to make it, but I at least want to mention Sean McKeown, uh, McCune as well, the Michigan rookie. He's had moments for sure, and he's, he's a big-body guy who can do some of that blocking stuff. So, like I said, I don't know if he makes the team, but I think we should at least mention him.
1: All right. Uh, let's move on to the wide receiver position. we got three guys we absolutely know are going to make this team, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. I think most of us agree that Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson are going to be the fourth and fifth wide receivers on this team. The question for you guys is, do the Cowboys keep a sixth? And if so, who do they keep out of Intel Bryant, John V. Johnson, Devin Smith? Let's start first with you, Nick.
3: I don't think they go with any, uh, I don't, I won't go with six receivers at all. I'd, I'd stick with five. Um, I, because I think when you when you're so top heavy with the top three that you have, you really don't need uh, more than that. You got a backup in Cedric Wilson who's been really good. You got a special teams guy in Noah Brown who's also been pretty good lately as a receiver. I can't see where a sixth guy really uh, is needed at this point. All right, Amber.
4: Um, I'm going back and forth. I think that they should be okay with the fifth guy now. I wonder how concerned they are um, about Amari Cooper and his whole whatever the injury is, even though they say it's just precautionary at this point. But I wonder if that plays a role into maybe them wanting to keep a sixth guy. And if they were to keep a sixth guy, my guy would be Devin Smith to add there.
2: All right, Dave. AG took the words right out of my mouth. I, I would love to keep Devin Smith on this team. I think... If something happens to one of the big three, he's the most logical guy that can step in and play out on the boundary. But he also has probably the least special teams value. And that's that's the thing is, can you afford to just have Devin Smith be a game day inactive until somebody gets hurt? Uh, I don't know. Um, Ventel Bryant, his injuries, it looked pretty bad. They said it wasn't. I want to keep an eye on that. I mean, if he's healthy enough, that he's not going to miss a ton of time his special teams ability is intriguing he's also you know he's a bigger bodied guy who can probably do some stuff on the outside um i'm not convinced you need 6 but if they kept 6 i would hope it would be devin smith or vintel bryant
3: you also you know, i, to I like devin smith about, go ahead nick you got to remember about vintel bryant he could be facing a suspension so true not it's a good point not sure what what the deal is with him
1: Yeah, I think one of the interesting things here is I I like Devin Smith a lot and I think he could add something to this team from a depth perspective. But the one thing that I I keep remembering that that McCarthy has said multiple times is he needs guys on the team that can do multiple things. And and so I have a hard time thinking that they're going to have a receiver who's going to be sixth on their depth chart, presumably, um, that is not going to be able to play special teams for them. Uh, I just don't see how that would fit based upon, again, what McCarthy has told us. Now, We'll find out through all of this. This is our first year with this coach. We'll find out how much of this is stuff that he really believes or stuff that he just says, right? And, and uh, But based upon what he said so far, I have a hard time thinking that Devin gets a shot at making this team under those, those kind of scenarios, unless, again, they see a, uh, an opportunity for him to play more on special teams than maybe what we see. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the offensive line. Uh, there are lots of conversations to have around that, and then we'll get into the defense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. To the break. Welcome back to the second segment of the break. We're live from the virtual SWBC Mortgage Studio at my home. Got uh, Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. We're talking Cowboys football with you guys. Uh, we're going through the roster. We're trying to get it down to 53 players. Uh, the guys have already talked about the uh, skill positions on the offensive side of the ball. We're now going to move to the offensive line. Let's talk about the offensive tackle position first. We know for sure that Tyron Smith. Lyle Collins will definitely make this team. I want to ask you guys this question about Cam Irving. Um, Obviously, he was brought in here to be the swing tackle, so conventional wisdom would would say that he's going to make this team. My question for you is, have you seen enough from him that makes you feel comfortable with him as the swing tackle? Again, recognizing the fact that there have been injury issues over the last several years for your tackles, um, do you feel comfortable with him in that role? Or do you think maybe this is a position where the Cowboys will possibly be looking out uh to see what other teams might be doing as far as guys that get cut veterans that may get cut and see if maybe they can upgrade the position let's start first with you dave
2: i i'm not trying to convince anybody that cam irving is amazing he's he's been fine he doesn't look as good as Tyron and lc but my thing is first of all i'm convinced they need to keep him not because of anything he's done but because of how much we've seen the starting tackles which is not a lot uh You know, Lyell and Tyron both have their injury issues. It is what it is. And I'm dubious that there will be a better tackle available than a guy like Cam Irving, who has been a starter in this league for multiple years. Guys like that don't get put on the street very often. So I'm all in favor of keeping him. Like I said, I don't think he's, you know, if he has to start multiple games, that's probably not great. But it's better than nothing. And uh, I'm keeping Brandon Knight, too. So. I I would like to have four tackles on this roster for sure. Amber.
4: I think that this is a situation where they definitely look into bringing someone else. I feel like obviously we know how Tyron and Lyle Collins look like when they're healthy and in the line. But we also got a preview of what this offensive line could look like without those two guys. We saw a lot of. Combination, different mixes of people moving around the line and seeing what that looked like. And honestly, that didn't make me feel super, super excited or comfortable with going into a real regular season game with those guys. So I think that they need to, or they probably will look into someone else. Um, I don't know who all is out there and if they are any better than what they already got. But as of right now, um, I think that they, they just need help at the position.
3: Nick. Well, I think that it comes down to how ready um, Cam Irving is to play also. I mean, uh, not only has he has he been out, but we really weren't told why he missed so much time. And so uh, is, is he a guy that could step right in and play? Is he ready to do that? He hasn't had much of a training camp and certainly hasn't played any games. So uh, yeah, I'd be looking at, at somebody else uh, if, if they were available. Just, I mean, just to, to upgrade number one, but also you might need a guy that's more ready to play.
1: Based upon what Amber and Nick said, how do you guys feel about the the idea of having a fourth tackle? I think Dave's already said he's in on that. Yeah. How do you guys feel about a fourth, and who would that person be?
3: I, I love Brendan Knight as the fourth tackle. I don't know if he's if he's ready to be the third, but I like him as as the fourth. And if you get a guy that's better than Cam Irving then maybe you cut Cam Irving. But I'm keeping Brandon Knight as a developmental player who who shows some toughness. He's got versatility, position flex maybe to play some guard if needed. I like Brandon Knight as a four, so I'm keeping him.
4: I'm okay with that. You know what? It makes me wonder how difficult would it be for, for the scouts to be able to look at other guys as well that are out there in the league. I mean, do you feel more comfortable keeping what you already have and you know what you have? Or... Do you take a risk into bringing someone else that maybe is i mean when you talk about those kind of backups like that you don't really you haven't really seen much from people out there so it's not like a, a well-known guy so uh i don't know what do you guys think do you do you take a, a chance and risk it into bringing someone else or do you stay with what you know
2: that's kind of my point i mean you're absolutely right first of all you know this year more than any year, you just don't really have an idea of what other guys are doing. And like I said, I mean, I just I don't think there are gonna be as many very many guys available that have as much experience as Cam Irving does. That doesn't make him a cure all, but it does probably make him the best available option. I, I would be pretty surprised if there is a strikingly better tackle available
3: this weekend. That goes back to the point about the quarterback, too, because it's like, why you keep Ben DiNucci? I mean, is somebody going to pick him up and actually put him on their 53-man their roster? Like, I, I don't know, I mean, because they haven't seen him at all. So I think you can get younger players through a little bit more. That being said, to answer her question, it's going to be really challenging to say, all right, I'm going to take this young guy that I just liked coming out of college and putting him on my team. It's going to have to be a veteran player, that, that you would say I, I've seen him before I had him before at another place so it's, there's just not a lot of rookies I think that are going to be claimed like that
1: yeah and it sounds like what you guys are saying is veterans are a premium this year because of the yeah. limited amount of time they've had to prepare in the offseason which means there won't probably be any good veterans on the street once these cuts are made all right let's move on let's talk about the guard position uh, we know Zach Martin Connor Williams Connor McGovern make this team I think we're all good here right
2: we're good there three is is all they need you guys good on that number um well i think and i assume you're gonna you know joe looney and tyler beatish um adam redmond does a little bit of everything if they want to go heavy he could play you know he can play all three interior positions like i said if they want an extra body maybe you consider him but yeah i think i think you're probably right
1: yeah, that's interesting. We go ahead and talk about the the center position. We know Joe Looney is going to make the team. Obviously, I think Tyler Biadasch is another that we expect to make the team. My question really is, do you think they keep Adam Redmond because he does have that position flex for you, and he can play uh, he can play both both center and guard? What do you think, uh, Amber?
4: I think so, and especially when going back to what you said about Mike McCarthy earlier, the, something that he keeps talking about over and over when it comes to roster spots is that flexibility they want to have guys that have the flexibility to be interchangeable in different positions uh when needed so when you got a a guy like that that has some kind of experience and and you know what he can do and help you in uh i think you you can definitely keep a guy like that just for emergency
3: nick you know i'm actually going back to the guard position just now because let's not overlook the fact that Connor mcgovern hasn't played a football game in over two years since he played at penn state so to have him as your backup guard on game day and if something were to happen oh by the way you just got to face aaron donald i mean I, i'm a little bit concerned by that just because he hasn't played and so i wonder if something were to happen is it better to put beadish at center and looney at guard at this point i, I don't know i don't know if McGovern's ready so um, that makes me kind of hesitant a little bit about saying we're good with the three guards. Wait, but are you saying that Connor McGovern doesn't make this team? No, no, no. I mean, but but is he is he ready to back up both guard spots in if needed? Right. He hasn't played since a bowl game at Penn State. And, and so I, I just, and that was two years ago. So I, yeah, I don't know. But
4: I, it goes back to, to the same point that you're making. I mean, is Tyler Beatish ready to be a center? You know, and you move Lu, Joe Looney out. I mean,
3: uh, yeah, I, but I don't I mean, know if at I, least I feel
4: comfortable with that either. I
3: don't feel comfortable either. I don't, I mean, it's not about being comfortable. And this is this 2020, there's nothing comfortable about this year at all. So I'm just saying he's not as far removed from playing football as McGovern. I, I just wonder what your best option is. You're trying to get five the five best players out on the field, and I don't know if McGovern would be that if there would be an injury. I don't know. I think y'all are kind Maybe of Adam touching Redford. on the just,
2: nature yeah. of the NFL in 2020. I mean, that's, that's the NFL. I mean, yeah. how many positions are you going to lose a guy and feel comfortable about who's replacing him? I mean, you're very lucky. Yeah. You know, I think you could probably say that about running back and to some degree receiver, depending on how many injuries you're dealing with, but... When you when guys get hurt, you're probably not going to feel great about your options.
3: But yep. would it's you be say tough. of all the players on the team that are going to make the team, let's say you put 53 55 guys out there, of of the players you know nothing about, don't you think Connor McGovern's right at the top of that list of you're like, "I really don't know anything about this guy." I think you can make the same argument as Amber was saying with the with Tyler Biotish. I don't think you
1: really know a lot about him. He's a rookie. He's just coming in. He hasn't had an off season. I think you can say that about him. I think you can say that about Gallimore. I think you can say that about if you think Bradley and like go down the list of all the rookies except for the top two. I think you could probably make the same argument about any one of those guys because
3: you just haven't seen enough to know whether what they're thing. ready but they don't have as much rust as this guy is what i'm saying he hasn't played in two years so yeah he might be he might be better but i'm just saying it's been a long time since he's done anything and i i don't know i don't know what to expect from him yep i I think the the strategy they're going to have is cross their
1: fingers and pray that (laughs) neither one of their guards goes down when they got to face aaron Donald because it it will be a, a rough day for whoever's out there by the way it'll be a rough day for, it'll be a rough day for either one of the starters, too. Aaron Donald's just a handful, you know. So, I mean, it, you just pray that those guys don't go down. And, and if they do, that's, then I think Connor McGovern's going to get thrown in and they're just going to have to see what he can do. That's putting
3: it nice. Uh, Aaron Donald's <laughs> a handful. It's like saying we've had some issues right. this, this year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. We're going to flip over to uh, start with the defensive line. My assumption is they're going to carry at least 10 defensive linemen. I'm going to throw you eight names that I think are for sure going to make this team. You guys tell me if you agree with that, and then tell me if it's two more. Who are the two that you'll take? So I think it's Demarcus Lawrence, Alden Smith, Everson Griffin, Tyrone Crawford, Dontari Poe, uh, Tristan Hill, Antoine Woods, Neville Gallimore. That leaves two more spots, and you'll have to choose between Bradley and I, Joe Jackson, Rondell Carter, Ladarius Hamilton, and Dorrance Armstrong. Do you guys agree with the eight? And if so. Do you think if they're going to get to two, how many more, or who are those two names that you take uh, to get you to ten? Let's start with you, uh, Dave. Uh,
2: I mean, I don't disagree with your list, but I, I'm I think Bradley and I is a lock, honestly. Uh, you know, he's a he's a rookie draft pick. Teams don't like to cut draft picks. He's also kicked some ass. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I don't you know I don't think he's going to get a ton of playing time as a rookie, but he's done more than enough to deserve a roster spot, and he's done more than enough which, you know, obviously other teams haven't seen this, but I would be afraid of trying to get him through waivers, that's for sure. So I consider him a lock. And then for me, you know, when you told me we were doing this, I spent some time last night. I think it's probably between Dorrance Armstrong and Joe Jackson, if they keep 10, that's my guess. Um, so if, if they keep a 10th guy, I think it would be one of those two. And I would probably lean toward Dorrance.
3: Nick. Um, I... I like the 8. I mean, I think 8 eight is, is good, and I, yeah, I, I would say a 9 makes it at, at, with, with the ninth guy, and I think I'm done there because, you know, it looks like they're going to play a lot of 3-4. So when you think about three down linemen, I mean, you know, do you need more than I understand some of those guys are playing linebacker and pass rush and all that, but I just don't see the need to have that many guys. Armstrong or Jackson, it would be it'd be a flip. It would be the guy that could be a little bit more versatile as a stand up player. But um, I could see Armstrong, I guess, making it, but you know, I'm and wait, is there anybody getting suspended to start the year? I mean, it seems like this well, this would be the first <laughs> year in like seven years we don't have a defensive end starting the year suspension, we're, right? I as think we're gonna right break there
4: okay.
1: Unless Unless wow. they loop back around on Crawford, I think we're good.
4: <laughs> I don't know. There's been a bad boy in Florida. <laughs> so.
3: if, if Jerry right. if Jerry would stop talking about that, you know, it might. Gotta let it lie, right? You know what? That's a good point, though, also about Crawford. That's what makes him so good with the position flex is that's like having two guys at, at, at one. I don't think you need to have 10 when you have a guy like Crawford who could play multiple stop spots, Griffith's playing multiple spots. So give me, give me nine with, with a nine, and I think we're good and yeah, you know it's you have to cut ties I guess with Jackson and Armstrong a couple of picks, but they've had some, some time to do something, and they really haven't. Amber.
4: Um, I agree with everything they just said, uh, both Dave and Nick. I think that out of those two, it just depends what they decide to do on other positions. But if they were to keep that extra guy, I think out of those two it would just be Dorance Armstrong. I don't think there is a full need for it, but it just I guess it's one of those that what do they do at other positions?
1: All right, let's flip over to the uh, linebacker position. Right now, the Cowboys have. Uh, what I would think are going to be six spots. Uh, there are seven linebackers on the roster currently. Question is, are they going to keep a seventh? Or are they going to stick with six? We know Jalen Smith, Leighton Vanderesh, Sean Lee are definitely on this team. Uh, question becomes, hey. what happens uh, with the other three spots? Yes, Dave.
2: Sorry. I, I, you know, the one of the fun things about doing the show on our phones is that I can't look at it, which apparently the, uh, they have released Adam Redmond while we've been on the show. So. Uh ah, okay. News, that made it easy. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I guess they they don't feel that way. Which yeah. So I, I would imagine maybe you go nine no <laughs> lineman. Best of luck to Adam Redman. I think Clayton Thorson was also released today. Uh, so yeah. Sorry that we were on the show while that happened, everybody.
3: Anyway, linebackers. Right. Right. So you know. You, so going back well, to the. You know the what's lap. happening. Here, real quick. You know what's happening is they got to practice here for three. Three more days before the, before the cut down day. They know what they want to do. And this is a big difference between what you've seen the other coaching staffs, the previous staff, is they wouldn't necessarily do this. This team is like, all right, we know we're not going to have them. Don't let them get hurt and do an injury settlement and stuff like that. Let's go ahead and, and start cutting down the roster since we already know what we want to do. It's kind of, I, I don't know what y'all think about that, but at least that's kind of refreshing to me to, to go ahead no. and start doing that
2: it's amazing they you know under jason garrett they used to wait until like saturday night and yeah i mean if you know what you want to do get it out of the way and also maybe give a guy like adam redmond an opportunity to talk to some teams before you know everything gets crazy that's exactly
1: right the sooner he's out there the sooner teams can evaluate him and determine whether he's better than what they have gives him an opportunity maybe to get on another team this is great for players i think yeah all right, so let's get back to linebackers. Uh, I think Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Sean Lee, locks to make the team. I think there are three more spots up for grab. Joe Thomas, Justin March, Luke Gifford, and Francis Bernard. Do you keep six or seven? And who are the guys that, that you uh, keep out of those final guys? Let's start first with you, Amber.
4: Um, let's see. Man, I think mm. – OK, I think I'm ready to say bye to Luke Gifford. That was my guy. But honestly, this this time has been so crucial for the for this year. You just cannot miss any practice time. And I think that Francis Bernard, and I know Nick has been talking about him, but he's definitely a guy that just came in and started making his name known out there on the field. I think he took that spot. I would keep, uh, all right, you said Leighton, Jalen, Sean Lee. I would say Joe Thomas, Francis Bernard, and do you really need? Yes. I guess Justin March. I mean, you don't really, it's not, I guess you basically keep the whole group except for one guy.
3: Pretty much. Here, yep. Here's the thing. I, I, here, here's the thing about it. it. The one position that linebackers kind of mirror from the offensive side of the ball is, is a fullback and uh or a tight end maybe and the fact that you don't have that many physical players at full you don't have a fullback really that is going to make it your your tight ends dalton schultz is not really a a a thumper you know type of blocker at all uh so you need maybe you need a little bit more linebackers to make up for that on the special teams part because you're not really getting that on, on the offensive side of the ball, so I think to answer your question about March, yeah, I think you do need to keep Justin March. I think you do need to keep. Uh, is it is it Francis Bernard? Is that his name? B- Bern- yeah, Bernard, Bernard Francis. Bernard Francis. Yeah. I don't know. I- I'll tell you this. I almost <laughs> hit him. I almost hit him with my truck in the parking lot two days ago. Don't we wouldn't do even talk about. It. I'm saying it was kind of a mess down there, and he was walking by. I know it was him because it was the hair. I almost hit him, but you know, so we almost weren't even talking about this, but uh, that didn't happen. Dave right really. now is. Dave right now is wrapping up exactly what all of us are thinking. Just like, no, please don't
1: hit him. Please don't hit him. Please don't hold Francis Bernard.
2: (laughs) I told Dave Dave, what you got? No, you did. Um, I really, I I think five of, there's five locks in my opinion. Joe Thomas makes this team for, you know, if you have a capable starter as a fourth linebacker, that's wonderful depth. Francis Bernard has done more than enough to make the team. I've got Justin March making it maybe they like Gifford more. It, I, it's hard to imagine that they do since Gifford has been sidelined. Uh, I would guess six, and I lean toward March.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a general consensus among you guys is probably going to be six. The only reason I would caution for a seventh is I do wonder how much that factors into special teams. When you look at the fact that, as we talked about earlier, if a fullback doesn't make this team, and let's assume they only keep three tight ends, maybe they go with a fourth, but let's assume maybe they do three, I think they're going to need some more big bodies that are athletic that they can throw out on special teams. And I do think this team is going to be very, very cautious and, and thoughtful about what they do as far as making their final 53-man final roster and how it affects special teams. I know not all coaching staffs do that, but every indication is that they will do that. It makes me wonder how those, how those will be tied together. If they decide to only go three at tight end and no fullback, do you go with the seventh linebacker to give you a little, better, a little bit of extra help on special teams, I'll throw that back out to you guys. What do you think about that analysis?
2: Well, I was going to say,
3: you know, know. We, we were talking. Oh, sorry, Nick, go ahead. Oh, you know what? I I, I want to say this. I'm not implying anything. I'm not trying to start anything. But are we sure that Sean Lee is a lock? I mean, when you asked, when Stephen Jones was asked about him, he said he could put a coat, you could put a coaching, you know, cap on him and a whistle right now. It was a kind of a weird answer. I, he hasn't practiced much. I'm just saying I don't know what's going on with him. I mean I'm not implying I don't know anything he might they might just be getting him ready to play the season getting him healthy because he knows how to get his body ready but it it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world if for some reason Sean Lee isn't on the roster and maybe has a different role. Again, I know nothing all about what I've seen and what I heard recently on on the radio for what Steven said. It just sounded weird to me. I would be shocked well, by that. I, I'll say this. I,
1: I absolutely would be too. And based upon what you guys were saying early in the show with regards to the premium that you'll have on veterans this year, I think that is even more reason why I think he makes this team. And quite frankly, I look at it as it goes back to the first conversation we had on this show where we were talking about injuries and talking about how it seems like, at least from the from what Jerry's been saying or what he said in this most recent interview about Amari, that this team is looking at uh, the analytics and and trying to figure out how they best integrate guys in how they best pull them back all the things that they need to do from the analytics that help them uh, be more predictive about how injuries could happen and try to guard guys from that I think that's why they haven't seen as much of Sean oh. Lee personally again that's not based upon anything that I've heard it's just based upon kind of you put all of these things together and start reading the tea leaves I think it's much more about the fact they're trying to keep him from injury than he's injured or that he's gonna, you can, injuries will
2: be a problem for him this season. You can base it on things that you've heard. I, I don't remember when. Steven did another interview. Obviously, Steven and Jerry Jones talk like five times a week. Steven said, you know, very early on in camp, you know, he said Mike McCarthy had this funny line about, like, you know, we're not worried about August 18th. We're worried about September 13th. And that's exactly – that's the vibe that I get for Sean Lee. Absolutely. I mean, the guy – You don't need to worry about him getting practice reps especially since you're not looking at him to start like you know you're not you're not asking him to play 65 snaps a game so i think the plan with sean is just to have him ready for the season and not really worry about a whole lot else
1: yeah i will say this if you get to week five or six of this season and you sustain an injury to one of your two top linebackers of all the guys that are left i would love more than any of the others to throw Sean Lee in there as my starter at that point. So yeah. I think for that reason alone, he's the guy that makes this team. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, let's jump into the defensive backs. We'll talk about them a bit. Then we'll wrap up training camp. We'll do all that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Since
0: 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. To the break.
1: Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break live from the virtual SWBC Moritz Studios at the Star. Nick's at the Star. We've got Amber and Dave at their homes. We're going to wrap this thing up talking about the defensive backs for the Dallas Cowboys, who we think will make the team. I think there will be 10. That's the, the magic number. Uh, the guys I think that are locks are Cheetah Bay uh Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, Trayvon Diggs. Darryl Worley, Darian Thompson, Xavier Woods, HaHa Clinton-Dix. That gives us eight. We got two more spots. Who do you think makes the, the final, or do you think that number should be higher or lower? we got C.J. Goodwin, Donovan Wilson, Reggie Robinson, Chris Westry, Savion Smith, Deontay Burton, and Luther Kirk. Let's start first with you, Dave. What do you do at the defensive back position?
2: I don't think you can rule out the possibility that they keep 11, and I know that's a lot, but it speaks to how few proven things they have back there and how many you know guys they have competing. So I you know, I wrote this down. I think there's five locks at cornerback, Cheeto, Brown, Diggs, Jordan, and Worley. And then at safety, I've got Xavier, Thompson, Haha, Reggie Robinson, and Donovan Wilson. And then you can't forget, I, you know, I'm not looking to him to play cornerback, but we rave every year about CJ Goodwin's abilities as a special teamer. Uh, so that's a name that I think is worth considering. Um, that's probably it though. I know, you know, people love Chris Westry. I'm not sure I see that, but if they really love what Goodwin brings to their special teams, maybe they keep 11. Okay. Amber.
4: Um, I agree with Dave, uh, Honestly, I wasn't thinking about them keeping 11 guys, but his reasoning makes perfect sense. So I'm all in with that. Um, There's so many guys that are just like kind of right there with each other. And, you know, I was really concerned about Jordan Lewis and the fact that he was missing so much time. I'm like, oh, man, I hope that none of these guys come and kind of pass his... How would you say, like, get better, and then you, you're leaning more towards a different guy and kind of forget about Jordan Lewis, because I've always loved what Jordan Lewis can do. But looking at it and, and being at the end of camp, I don't think there was any guy that actually was able to do that. And Jordan Lewis has the experience. And, and out of that, um, I think you guys mentioned all the names. I got right here, Darian Thompson, Cheat, Bay, Xavier, Jordan, HaHa, Darley. Worley who to me has been pretty impressive honestly I wasn't expecting him to be so uh to do the kind of job that he's done Anthony Brown Diggs Donovan Wilson and then Reggie Robinson so I'm at 10 guys there so
1: you take you take Wilson and Robinson those are your final two uh if they only stick with uh 10 yeah okay CJ Goodwin would be out for you correct
4: CJ Goodwin, I guess if they do keep 10 guys, like Dave said, but I wouldn't mind that at all. But out of those guys, like after those, there's no one else that honestly did enough for me.
2: I want to throw this out there. Oh, yeah, let Nick
3: go, but I want to sure. throw something what? out there. Okay, Nick. Well, first of all, as I say this, Dave, can we confirm, Does Devin Smith also been released as well? Looks
2: Devin like Smith some news has going also been, there that, yeah, yeah, they they really timed this perfectly for us. Ah uh, yeah, Devin Smith is gone. So, not a huge surprise like I uh, said. I would have liked to keep
3: him, but oh well. Um the thing is is that we get to this point of doing the roster. It's like what what's the number like? I mean, how many are you are you keeping track, Derek? I mean, what what are what are we at with yep, based Yep, I'm off keeping
1: of track. We've done? So, we're going to go back and do that. Tell me what you think about this these guys and then we'll go back and do that.
3: Um, I just at eleven seems too many for me, and Goodwin would be a lot higher on my list to make sure that I get in here. Uh, again, I'm not trying to cut a bunch of veterans. I'm just not trying to lock them. I mean, I don't know if HaHa is he is he a lock? I, I don't know that. I mean, he no. he hasn't been playing now with Xavier Woods banged up, probably uh, to, to stay on the roster here. But I mean, he was brought in here to to, to compete. I, I mean, to get a starting job, and he hasn't necessarily done that so do you need him Don Wilson and Reggie Robinson Robinson hasn't done much of anything you're just hoping that that he will at some point but if Maurice Kennedy opting out like that I think CJ Goodwin I think he is close to a lock to make the team honestly so are you saying that you don't you wouldn't necessarily think that there's going to be
1: 10 you think because we we had eight that we thought were locks you're saying you don't even think Ha is as much of a lock but CJ would replace him as a lock so you're saying that you're saying at this
3: point, nine, maybe your with number ten. I'd, go with, I'd, I'd go with 10. If I could fit 10 in, I, I would go with 10.
1: So who's your 10th? If you're going to keep, uh, ha-ha,
3: and you're going to have C.J. Goodwin out of Donovan
1: Wilson, Reggie Robinson, Chris Westry, who is was your, your last guy?
3: I'd go with uh, uh, Wilson, and I, I'm cutting yeah. a fourth round pick. Ooh. That'd be a big I move. I, I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen that since maybe 2006, Skyler Green. Yeah, I, I I can't remember that many fourth round picks being cut, but I don't yeah, know. I don't he probably that's wouldn't pass waivers. During my time here. I don't. That would
2: that would, that would signal that would signal a pretty big shift. I mean, that would say something about Mike McCarthy to me because in the time that I've been here, yeah. and in the time that Will McClay's been running the draft, they haven't. I think a fifth rounder is the highest drafted guy that they've
3: cut you as can. a rookie. I, you know what? You can't do that. You you can't cut him. I mean, this is he's had eighteen practices. I mean, you you should yeah. have that eighteen practices before you go to training camp. He hasn't had that. He, they drafted him in the fourth round of what they knew of him. I don't think things have changed. So I okay, I gotta you gotta take him back. He he's got to be. So on you got to go with eleven? If I if I could fit eleven or maybe you don't have to keep that other oh. safety. You don't have to keep Donovan Wilson or Ha here's this
2: is what I wanted to bring up and I mean I think the Xavier Woods injury probably helps haha but I definitely don't think that that's a guarantee but the other thing is this is maybe a spot where you could get away with trading a guy on Saturday um you know I'll I was the first one to say I wasn't convinced Trevon Trayvon Diggs could be a starter from the get I have completely changed my mind he absolutely looks like he's capable of starting from day one um so, I mean, I love Jordan Lewis, but if, if somebody wanted him and you could get something for him, that's something to look at. And I think he's had a really good camp, but Daryl Worley's another one. His versatility would make me reluctant to do that, but if somebody wanted to send me uh, a fullback or a, a sixth-round pick or something like that, I would consider it. Would you be willing to, to go with Anthony Brown, trade Anthony Brown, if that were available to you? I just don't know. Anthony Brown's—I mean, it's not the biggest contract in the world, but he's on a three-year, fifteen-million-dollar deal. So I—I I, I need something, no. you know. I—I I can trade Jordan Lewis for a. Six it's more about pick. for you. It's more about the fact that Jordan's Jordan's in the last year of his deal. That's more that yeah. issue for you, right? And I mean, saying? if if, okay. if somebody wants to give me a sixth-round or seventh-round pick for Jordan, I say, yeah, that's probably fair because he's only got one year left on his deal. I mean, if I'm trading Anthony Brown. I'd better be getting something better than that. And I don't know who's going to be willing to part with something better than that. Okay. So let's wrap this whole thing up the way it looks right now, based upon the numbers
1: that we've all agreed on. uh, And that's assuming that they're going to be at at least 10 defensive backs. um, It gets us to a total of 50 guys that are currently that we think currently would be on the roster. So you've got three spots and you get to choose from these players, right? You got the fullback, You've got the two running backs, Anderson and Dowdle. You have a sixth-wide receiver in John V. Johnson or Vintel Bryant. You've got an 11th defensive lineman, uh, which would be between Joe Jackson, Rondell Carter, Ladarius Hamilton, or Dorrance Armstrong. You have a seventh linebacker, which would be Luke Gifford. And you have an 11th defensive back, which would be between um, Donovan Wilson, Reggie Robinson, Chris Westry. Where do you go? Who are those three extra players that you, uh, that you put on your team? Let's start first with you, Nick. Hmm.
3: And, and how many defensive backs were, were, do we have at this point?
1: I think we settled, we settled on 10, which meant that we were going to make uh, CJ Goodwin, Donovan Wilson, and Reggie Robinson. Two of those three were going to make it. Um, so you could take the third of that group or Chris yeah. Westry,
3: right, uh, to yeah, get I- you to 11. You got to keep Reggie Robinson. Now I've changed my mind there, so I got I got to keep. So it'd be them. Goodwin, Wilson, Reggie Robinson. So that's one of your spots. You got two more. Yeah, I let them pick those. I let <laughs> I let. Uh, we, got, we got we got each got three spots. I'll, I'll pick one. I'll take Reggie Robinson. All right, Dave. Between Luke yeah. Gifford and no, Doris no,
1: Armstrong, no. Joe Jackson,
2: Vintel Bryant. No, nope. no, I'm going to cheat because if that's the case, like it'll there'll be a guy or two here that wasn't. At camp, that's the way it always goes. Um, whether that's well, you want to tell me what position that's going to be. Yep. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess it'll be on offense. I mean, they. I mean, defense is crowded anyway. So I'm going to guess. Uh, one way or another, they're going to add a extra running back slash fullback or a fourth tight end who can do that type of stuff. Um, Yeah, that's my guess, is somebody on offense that can contribute to the blocking aspect of everything. All right, Amber?
4: (laughs) So where are we at now?
1: Basically, I need you to give me one player out of all of those that hasn't been selected that you think will make this team. So you had the fullback, you had the two running backs, Anderson Dowdle, you had the two receivers, John V. Johnson and Vintel Bryant, you had some of the defensive linemen, Joe Jackson, Dorrance Armstrong, you had uh, Luke Gifford, um, and you had Chris Westry. Those are the guys you're choosing from.
4: Well, now with hearing that Devin Smith was cut, I mean, do you now decide to keep John Baya Johnson? Johnson? That would have been my next guy out of the group. I know um, I've seen some things from Ben Tell Brian but I, I wasn't too crazy, honestly, about him. And now with the injury, I don't want to deal with anyone that's starting off the season with injury. Like, I- I'm sorry, but that. So
1: you're out on Sean Lee?
4: Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> don't even say it. Poor guy. Poor guy. He-, he has such a great spirit. He stands out there with his helmet on, even though he's not doing anything. But he has the helmet on, and he's out there in the back, kind of going through the motions, even though he's not doing much. But... um. Out of those guys, I think I would uh, add – did you say Donovan Wilson?
1: Yes, he's already – we're saying he's already on the team. Okay. That's assuming that CJ Goodwin and Reggie Robinson – basically you could take all three of those guys if you want to use one of those spots.
4: I I would. I think that there would be some other guys coming from other teams, but based on what we currently have on this roster, if I had to choose out of those guys, I think I would keep those uh, three guys because – the secondary is just full of question marks so out of those uh i i just think we just need the bodies
1: so it looks like under those circumstances based upon what you guys have all said cowboys will give up on joe jackson Dorrance armstrong they would give up on luke gifford uh they give up on chris westry those are the names that i think would be the most notable among the cuts based upon what you guys are saying you guys all cool with that yeah
3: and and remember about about you can say give up on Dorrance Armstrong and give up on Joe Jackson. This team went ahead and, and, and signed Everson Griffin. They went out and got Alden Smith. Absolutely. They drafted Bradley and I. I. mean, like, they did those things, you know, in the offseason, knowing, knowing very well that Joe Jackson and Armstrong were on the team. So, you know, it's not so much giving up. It's just that they had to protect themselves, and I don't think they've done anything to say, well, you know, what about me? So I, I, think, I think you do have to move on. All right, with that, we're
1: going to wrap the show. We'll be back next week. Actually, next week we start our daily show. So we'll be back on next Tuesday. Our show will be at 1130 every single weekday. Uh, So starting next Tuesday, make sure you jump in and join us. We'll be starting to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Rams. That'll be week one of the NFL season. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.